0: So welcome to the Bible in 260 podcast, your journey through the Bible in 260 days. Welcome to episode 218. As we think through the passages and read through them today, we'll be asking this question, to whom do you belong? And we'll begin today in Ezekiel 22 to 24, where God is basically saying to the people, why are you behaving like you belong to another husband? And he's calling the people of Israel an unfaithful wife. Uh, And as he does, he has many good reasons to do so, but as we do read this, it should make us think about where we are and what we're thinking in terms of our relationship with God as well. So let's begin in Ezekiel chapter 22. The Lord's message came to me saying, as for you, son of man, are you willing to pronounce judgment? Are you willing to pronounce judgment on the bloody city? Then confront her with all her abominable deeds. Then say, this is what the sovereign Lord says. O city who spills blood within herself, which brings on her doom, and and who makes herself idols which results in impurity you are guilty because of the blood you shed and defiled by the idols you made you have hastened the day of your doom the end of your years has come therefore i will make you an object of scorn to the nations an object to be mocked by all the lands both those both near and far from you will mock you you will have had bad you will have a bad reputation full of turmoil See how each of the princes of Israel living within you has used his authority to shed blood. They have treated father and mother with contempt within you. They have oppressed the resident foreigner among you. They have wronged the orphan and the widow within you. You have despised my holy things and desecrated my Sabbaths. Slanderous men shed blood within you. Those who live within you eat pagan sacrifices on the mountains. They commit obscene acts among you. They have sexual relations with their father's wife within you. They violate women during their menstrual period within you. One commits an abominable act with his neighbor's wife. Another obscenely defiles his daughter-in-law. Another violates his sister, his father's daughter within you. They take bribes within you to shed blood. You engage in usury and charge interest. You extort money from your neighbors. You have forgotten me, declares the Sovereign Lord. See, I will strike my hands together at the dishonest profit you have made and at the bloodshed they have done among you. Can your heart endure or can your hands be strong when I deal with you? I, the Lord, have spoken and will do it. I will scatter you among the nations and disperse you among various countries. I will remove your impurity from you. You will be profaned within yourself in the sight of the nations. Then you will know that I am the Lord. The Lord's message came to me, saying, Son of man, the house of Israel has become slag to me, and all of them are like bronze, tin, iron, and lead in the furnace. They are the worthless slag of silver. Therefore, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Because all of you have become slag, look out. I'm about to gather you in the middle of Jerusalem. As silver, bronze, iron, lead, and tin are gathered in a furnace so that the fire can blow on them to melt them, so I will gather you in my anger and in my rage. I will deposit you there and melt you. I will gather you and blow on you with the fire of my fury, and you will be melted in it. As silver is melted in the furnace, so you will be melted in it, and you will know that I, the Lord, have poured out my anger on you. The Lord's message came to me. Son of man, say to her, You are a land that receives no rain or showers in the day of my anger. Her princes within her are like a roaring lion tearing its prey. They have devoured lives. They take away riches and valuable things. They have made many women widows within it. Her priests abuse my law and have desecrated my holy things. They do not distinguish between the holy and the profane or recognize any distinction between the clean and unclean. They ignore my Sabbaths and I am profaned in their midst. Her officials are like wolves in her her midst, rending their prey, shedding blood and destroying lives so they can get dishonest gain. Her prophets coat their messages with whitewash. They see false visions and announce lying omens for them, saying, This is what the Sovereign Lord says when the Lord has not spoken. The people of the land have practiced extortion and committed robbery. They have wronged the poor and needy. They have oppressed the resident foreigner and denied them justice. I looked for a man among them who would repair the wall and stand in the gap before me on behalf of the land so that I would not destroy it, but I found no one. So I have poured out my anger on them and destroyed them in the fire of my fury. I will hereby repay them for what they have done, declares the sovereign Lord. The Lord's message came to me, saying, Son of man, there were two women who were daughters of the same mother. They engaged in prostitution in Egypt. In their youth they engaged in prostitution. Their breasts were squeezed there. Lovers fondled their virgin nipples there. Ohola was the name of the older, and Oholibah was the name of her younger sister. They became mine and gave birth to sons and daughters. Ohola is Samaria, and Oholibah is Jerusalem. Ahola engaged in prostitution while she was mine. She lusted after her lovers, the Assyrians, warriors, clothed in blue, governors and officials, all of them desirable young men, horsemen riding on horses. She bestowed her sexual favors on them. All of them were the choicest young men of Assyria. She defiled herself with all who she desired, with all their idols. She did not abandon the prostitution she had practiced in Egypt, for in her youth men went to bed with her, fondled her virgin breasts, and ravished her. Therefore I handed her over to her lovers, the Assyrians for whom she lusted. They exposed her nakedness, seized her sons and daughters, and killed her with the sword. She became notorious among the women, and they executed judgments against her. Her sister Aholibah watched this, but she became more corrupt in her lust than her sister had been, and her acts of prostitution were more numerous than those of her sister. She lusted after the Assyrians, governors and officials, warriors in full armor, horsemen riding on their horses, all of them desirable young men. I saw that she was defiled. Both of them followed the same path. But she increased her prostitution. She saw men carved on the wall, images of the Chaldeans carved in bright red, wearing belts on their waists and flowing turbans on their heads, all of them looking like officers, the image of the Babylonians whose native land is Chaldea. When she saw them, she lusted after them and sent messengers to them in Chaldea. The Babylonians crawled into bed with her They defiled her with their lust. After she was defiled by them, she became disgusted with them. When she lustfully exposed her nakedness, I was disgusted with her, just as I had been disgusted with her sister. Yet she increased her prostitution, remembering the days of her youth when she engaged in prostitution in the land of Egypt. She lusted after her lovers there, whose genitals were like those of donkeys, and whose emission was like that of stallions. This is how you assess the obscene conduct of your youth, when the Egyptians fondled your nipples and squeezed your young breasts." Therefore, Aholibah, this is what the Sovereign Lord says. Look here, I am about to stir up against you the lovers with whom you were disgusted. I am will bring them against you from every side, the Babylonians and the Chaldeans, Pekod and Shoah and Koah, and all the Assyrians with them, desirable young men, all of them governors and officials, officers and nobles, all of them riding on horses. They will attack you with weapons, chariots, wagons, and with a huge army. They will array themselves against you on every side with large shields, small shields, and helmets. I will assign them the task of judgment. They will punish you according to their laws. I will direct my jealous anger against you, and they will deal with you in in a rage. They will cut off your nose and your ears, and your survivors will die by the sword. They will seize your sons and daughters, and your survivors will be consumed by fire. They will strip your clothes off you and take away your beautiful jewelry. They will put an end to your obscene conduct and your prostitution that you have practiced in the land of Egypt. You will not seek their help or remember Egypt anymore. For this is what the Sovereign Lord says, Look here, I am about to deliver you over to those whom you hate, to those with whom you were disgusted. They will treat you with hatred, Take away all, of you, all you have labored for, and leave you naked and bare. Your nakedness will be exposed, just as when you engaged in prostitution and obscene conduct. I will do these things to you, because you engaged in prostitution with the nations, polluting yourself with their idols. You have followed the ways of your sister, so I will place her cup of judgment in your hand. This is what the Sovereign Lord says. You will drink your sister's deep and wide cup. You will be scorned and derided, for it holds a great deal. You will be overcome by drunkenness and sorrow. The cup of your sister Samaria is a cup of horror and desolation. You will drain it dry, gnaw its pieces, and tear out your breasts, for I have spoken, declares the Sovereign Lord. Therefore, this is what the Sovereign Lord says, Because you have forgotten me and completely disregarded me, you must bear now the punishment for your obscene conduct and prostitution. The Lord said to me, Son of man, are you willing to pronounce judgment on Ohola and Oholibah? Then declare to them their abominable deeds, for they have committed adultery, and their blood is on their hands. They have committed adultery with their idols, and their sons, whom they bore to me, they have passed through the fire as food to their idols. Moreover, they have done this to me, and the very same day they desecrated my sanctuary and profaned my Sabbaths. On the same day they slaughtered their sons for their idols, they came to my sanctuary to desecrate it. This is what they have done in the middle of my house." They even sent for men from far away. When the messengers arrived, those men, sent the, those men set out. For them, you bathed, painted your eyes, and decorated yourself with jewelry. You sat on a magnificent couch with a table arranged in front of it, where you placed my incense and my olive oil. The sound of a carefree crowd accompanied her, including all kinds of men. Even Sabians were brought from the desert. The sisters put bracelets on their wrists and beautiful crowns on their heads. Then I said about the one worn out by adultery, now you will commit immoral acts with her. They slept with her the way someone sleeps with a prostitute. In this way they slept with Ahola and Aholibah, promiscuous women. But upright men will punish them appropriately for their adultery and bloodshed, because they are adulterers and blood is on their hands. For this is what the Sovereign Lord says, Bring up an army against them and subject them to terror and plunder. That army will pelt them with stones and slash them with their swords. They will kill their sons and daughters and burn their houses. I will put an end to their obscene conduct in the land. All the women will learn a lesson from this and not engage in obscene conduct. They will repay you for your obscene conduct, and you will be punished for idol worship. Then you will know that I am the sovereign Lord. And the Lord's message came to me in the ninth year, in the tenth month, in the tenth day of the month, saying, Son of man, Write down the name of this day, this very day. The king of Babylon has laid siege to Jerusalem this very day. Recite a proverb to this rebellious house and say to them, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Set on the pot, set it on, pour water in it too, and add the pieces of meat to it, every good piece, the thigh and the shoulder, fill it with choice bones. Take the choice bone of the flock, heap it up with wood under it, boil rapidly and boil its bones in it. Therefore, this is what the Sovereign Lord says. Woe to the city of bloodshed, the pot whose rot is in it, whose rot has not been removed from it. Empty it piece by piece. No lot has fallen on it, for her blood was in it. She poured it on an exposed rock. She did not pour it on the ground to cover it up with dust. To arouse anger, to take vengeance, I have placed her blood on an exposed rock so that it cannot be covered up. Therefore, this is what the Sovereign Lord says. Woe to the city of bloodshed. I will also make the pile high, pile up the wood, kindle the fire, cook the meat well, mix in the spices, and let the bones be charred. Set the empty pot on the coals until it becomes hot and its copper glows, until its uncleanness melts within it and its rot is consumed. It has tried my patience, yet its thick rot is not removed from it, subject its rot to the fire. You mix uncleanness with obscene conduct. I tried to cleanse you, but you are not clean. You will not be cleansed from your uncleanliness until I have exhausted my anger on you. I, the Lord, have spoken. Judgment is coming, and I will act. I will not relent or show pity or be sorry. I will judge you according to your conduct and your deeds, declares the Sovereign Lord. The Lord's message came to me, saying, Son of man, realize that I am about to take the delight of your eyes away from you with a jolt. But you must not mourn or weep or shed tears groan to moan for the dead, but do not perform mourning rites. Bind on your turban and put your sandals on your feet. Do not cover your lip and do not eat food brought by others. So I spoke to the people in the morning, and my wife died in the evening. In the morning I acted just as I was commanded. Then the people said to me, Will you not tell us what these things you are doing mean for us? So I said to them, The Lord's message came to me, saying, Say to the house of Israel, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Realize I am about to desecrate my sanctuary, the source of your confident pride, the object in which your eyes delight, and your life's passion. Your very own sons and daughters, whom you have left behind, will die by the sword. Then you will do as I have done. You will not cover your lip or eat food brought by others. Your turbans will be on your heads and your sandals on your feet. And you will not mourn or weep, but you will rot for your iniquities and groan among yourselves. Ezekiel will be an object lesson for you. You will do all that he has done. When it happens, then you will know that I am the Sovereign Lord. And you, son of man, this is what will happen on the day I take from them their stronghold, their beautiful source of joy, the object in which their eyes delight, and the main concern of their lives, as well as their sons and daughters. On that day a fugitive will come to you to report to you the news. On that day you will be able to speak again, and you will talk with the fugitive and be silent no longer. You will be an object lesson for them, and they will know that I am the Lord. And there's God's judgment proclaimed again against these people who continue to refuse to turn to him, but instead commit adultery with their idols. They are unfaithful to the Lord their God. They belong to somebody else. They act like they belong to somebody else instead of the God who made them. And now we turn to a short psalm, Psalm 134, which is really a psalm of praise to God, showing what it's like for people to praise God who belong to Him. Psalm 134, a song of ascents. Attention, praise the Lord. All you servants of the Lord who serve in the Lord's temple during the night, lift your hands toward the sanctuary and praise the Lord. May the Lord, the creator of heaven and earth, bless you from Zion. So that short psalm, a psalm of praise to God, who's worthy of all praise, is the true God, the one to be truly faithful to. And that leads us now to John chapter 8, where we read Jesus interacting with a woman who's been caught in adultery, and then confronting the Jewish leaders about their unfaithfulness in a way that shocked everyone in the crowd. John chapter 8. But Jesus went to the Mount of Olives. Early in the morning he came to the temple courts again and all the people came to him and he sat down and began to teach them. The experts in the law and the Pharisees brought a woman who had been caught committing adultery. They made her stand in front of them and said to Jesus, Teacher, this woman was caught in the very act of adultery and the law Moses commanded us to stone to death such women. What do you say? Now they were asking this in an attempt to trap him so that they could bring charges against him. Jesus bent down and wrote in the ground with his finger, When they persisted in asking him, he stood up straight and replied, "'Whoever among you is guiltless may be the first to throw a stone at her.' Then he bent over again and wrote on the ground. Now when they heard this, the people began to drift away, one at a time, starting with the older ones, until Jesus was left alone with the woman standing before him. Jesus stood up and said to her, "'Woman, where are they? Did no one condemn you?' She replied, "'No one, Lord.' And Jesus said, I do not condemn you either. Go, and from now on, do not sin anymore. Then Jesus spoke out again, I am the light of the world. The one who follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. So the Pharisees objected, saying, You testify about yourself. Your testimony is not true. Jesus answered, Even if I testify about myself, my testimony is true, because I know where I came from and where I am going. But you people do not know where I came from or where I am going. You people judge by outward appearances. I do not judge anyone. But if I judge, my evaluation is accurate because I am not alone when I judge. But I and the Father who sent me do so together. It is written in your law that the testimony of two men is true. I testify about myself, and the Father who sent me testifies about me. Then they began asking him, Who is your Father? Jesus answered, You do not know either me or my Father. If you knew me, you would know my father too. Jesus spoke these words near the offering box while he was teaching in the temple courts. No one seized him because his time had not yet come. Then Jesus said to them again, I am going away and you will look for me, but you will die in your sin. Where I am going, you cannot come. So the Jewish leaders began to say, perhaps he is going to kill himself because he says, where I am going, you cannot come. Jesus replied, you people are from below. I am from above. You people are from this world. I am not from this world. Thus I told you that you will die in your sins, for unless you believe that I am he, you will die in your sins. So they said to him, Who are you? Jesus replied, What I have told you from the beginning. I have many things to say and to judge about you, but the Father who sent me is truthful, and the things I have heard from him I speak to the world. They did not understand that he was telling them about his Father. Then Jesus said, When you lift up the Son of Man, then you will know that I am he, and I do nothing on my own initiative, but I speak just what the Father taught me, and the one who sent me is with me. He has not left me alone, because I always do things that please him. While he was saying these things, many people believed in him. Then Jesus said to those Judeans who had believed in him, If you continue to follow my teaching, you are really my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. We are descendants of Abraham, they replied, and have never been anyone's slaves. How can you say, you will become free? Jesus answered them, I tell you the solemn truth. Everyone who practices sin is a slave of sin. The slave does not remain in the family forever, but the son remains forever. So if the son sets you free, you will be really free. I know that you are Abraham's descendants, but you want to kill me because my teaching makes no progress among you. I am telling you the things that I have seen while with the father. As for you, you practice things that you have heard from your father. They answered him, Abraham is our father. Jesus replied, if you were Abraham's children, you would be doing the deeds of Abraham. But now you are trying to kill me, a man who has told you the truth I heard from God. Abraham did not do this. You people are doing the deeds of your father. Then they said to Jesus, we were not born as a result of immorality. We have only one father, God himself. Jesus replied, If God were your father, you would love me, for I come from God and am now here. I have not come on my own initiative, but he sent me. Why don't you understand what I am saying? It is because you cannot accept my teaching. You people are from your father, the devil, and you want to do what your father desires. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not uphold the truth because there is no truth in him. Whenever he lies, he speaks according to his own nature because he is a liar and the father of lies. But because I am telling you the truth, you do not believe me. Who among you can prove me guilty of any sin? If I am telling you the truth, why don't you believe me? The one who belongs to God listens and responds to God's words. You don't listen and respond because you don't belong to God. The Judeans replied, aren't we correct in saying that you are a Samaritan and are possessed by a demon? Jesus answered them, I am not possessed by a demon, but I honor my father, and yet you dishonor me. I am not trying to get praise for myself. There is one who demands it, and he also judges. I tell you the solemn truth, if anyone obeys my teaching, you will never see death. The Judeans responded, Now we know you are possessed by a demon. Both Abraham and the prophets died, and yet you say, If anyone obeys my teaching, he will never experience death? You aren't greater than our father Abraham who died, are you? And the prophets died too. Who do you claim to be? Jesus replied, If I glorify myself, my glory is worthless. The one who glorifies me is my Father, about whom you people say, He is our God. Yet you do not know him, but I know him. If I were to say that I do not know him, I would be a liar like you. But I do know him, and I obey his teaching. Your father Abraham was overjoyed to see my day. He saw it and was glad. Then the Judeans replied, you are not yet fifty years old. Have you seen Abraham? Jesus said to them, I tell you the solemn truth. Before Abraham came into existence, I am. Then they picked up stones to throw at him, but Jesus was hidden from them and went out from the temple area. Jesus has basically made a whole bunch of God sized claims in this passage and is saying to them that if they really would be children of God, if they really belong to God, they would listen to Him. And that is one of the clear signs of asking yourself an answer to this question, to whom do you belong? If you listen to Jesus, if you listen to what He says, and you live that out, there's evidence that you belong to God. Thanks for listening to the Bible in 260 podcast. May what you have heard speak to your heart and mind today. The scriptures quoted are from the Net Bible, http netbible.com, copyright 1996-2019, used with permission from Biblical Studies Press, LLC, all rights reserved. Our theme song for the podcast is The Call by Emily Ruth. You can find The Call and other music by Emily Ruth on Apple Music or Spotify or wherever you find your music.